Welcome to the I Give a F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette. And we're here to talk about the latest news in Formula One. And we're back in studio. Yay, I know. <laughs> I feel like it's been so long. I know. I missed it in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're back. Uh, we just had the Dutch GP. Yeah. Uh, another interesting race. I think it was the best, the best so one. far. This That's what season. I've been seeing online. Everybody's been saying. Yeah. But I feel like this year hasn't been that bad. Like, with. You know, we've had like some pretty yeah. good races and um, we had some rain, of course, which that always changes things up. But I saw that this race was the ninth in a row that has had some kind of like rain or weather issue. Really? Like throughout the weekend. So not necessarily the race, yeah. but like qualifying or practice, yep. like where there's some, you know, some kind of like chance of rain or even just a sprinkle or something. So, well, let's hope for the crazy. USGP we don't get I rain. I know, please. <laughs> We can put an end to that now, right? Yeah, I think the Texas weather won't allow it anyway. It's too freaking hot, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really, really awesome race. Mm -hmm. Lots of activity. And even points in the race where you're like, is Max going to win? I, know. <laughs> I wasn't sure there for a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, for me, it was the most interesting so far this season. Mm -hmm. And the rain definitely took a lot of a lot of credit for that, I think. Yeah. And yeah, so, but obviously I think everyone was ready because summer break was a lot. I think we were all getting kind of bored <laughs> and we were ready for some action. Oh, speaking of summer break, did want to say thank you so much to our guests who came on the podcast, Monby and Brad. Thank you guys so much for, you know, just talking with us and helping us to fill the space with our fans and giving us more information about certain topics that maybe we didn't know about. So um, we just wanted to say thank you so much and yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't heard those episodes, maybe you missed, you know, during the summer break, some of your F1 podcast listening, um, make sure to go check them out. Yes. Um, Spotify is probably Spotify or Apple iTunes is, mm -hmm. or Apple podcast is probably the best way to listen. And we apologize for the audio issues. You know, it's just tough whenever you're not in, <laughs> in studio, studio with this perfect sound coming through. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, let's get started. First, a couple things that happened before, pretty much before the race weekend. Ugh, we have to go <laughs> over this. I'm so sad. Yep. Danny. <laughs> Can you believe Danny. it? <gasps> No. Oh, yeah. So Daniel Ricardo, a broken hand or wrist, his broken like metacarpal, metacarpal. or yeah. something <laughs> on his, his left hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so in practice, you know, we saw Oscar hit the wall mm -hmm. and Daniel was basically quoted saying it was either hit Oscar or hit the wall. And I just, I think it shows how much maturity and skill level Daniel had to be able to like make mm. that decision split second and like go for the wall instead. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for him, you know, the, the cost was pretty high and now we won't see him. What do you think? Four um, I think five they're saying races? maybe by Singapore. So that's, we have next week, this coming he weekend. Just came back. So like three weekends. So sad. Yeah. I'm so sorry for all you Daniel fans out there. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. we had Liam Lawson. Yeah. So we got to see him, a new guy on there. Yeah. So um, I learned a little bit about about Liam. He comes from a family that does not, uh, that is not into racing. Okay. They, they did not 
um, neither of, no one from his family was in racing growing Mm -hmm. up. And when he was young, his dad bought him his first cart and go-kart and he had to learn how to do everything from scratch from Mm -hmm. all the, all the body work, all the engine work, everything him and his dad learned together. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought that was really kind of cool. And, you know, we hear a lot about Liam Lawson, like, is he going to be in formula one? Is he going to, you know, join a team? And I think, you know, this is his shot. So he's got what four races to kind of prove himself. And I'm excited to see what he does in the meantime, but don't do too much, Liam, because we need Danny back. <laughs> I know. We'll see how long it actually takes him to come back. So, And actually, him and Yuki, I believe, were teammates at one point. Mm-hmm. So I am curious what that dynamic is, because I feel like as a teammate on a team prior, you either like love or hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> More to come on that, I'm sure. But... I know. I'm sure we'll hear all about it yeah. if there is anything going on. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much like the big news mm-hmm. starting off the weekend. Was, oh, was and... That. Um, Lance. Oh yeah, Lance, another little surgery that he had. Nothing major, but um he was walking into the paddock with like a big bandage under his ear on his face. So. Yeah. They said it was some sort of an infection. I looked at some previous photos that were shown of him and he had a very pronounced bulge like oh, wow. under his ear. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that was pretty painful and it got to the point where he just really needed to do something about it, but it didn't affect his racing. So good to see that he won't have any. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't need anything else affecting his racing. Well, unless he goes and plays tennis, right? (laughs) Which by the way, guys, come on, silly season rumors. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I'm like some of these uh, rumors that I was reading, I'm just like, you guys, (laughs) we are bored, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess we're going to skip practice. There was a lot of, stuff that happened in practice but i feel like most of the chunk of everything happened during qualifying and the race let's get to the exciting exciting stuff so qualifying the biggest well i would you say biggest surprise or what about williams because i feel like they were the biggest surprise absolutely biggest surprise so I know um, they've been showing a lot more pace mm-hmm. and Alpine's been doing really, really well, but I don't think we kind of expected him to be topping the charts as much as he did. Yeah. And Logan got into Q3, Q3 for the first time. Yes. We were all so excited and then he crashed. <laughs> but, but we'll get into that later, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely think Williams looked amazing. Albon, great. And, but I think the main story for qualifying outside of Williams was a lot of impeding, Mm -hmm. a lot of impeding on qualifying times. So I had, um, Carlos impeding Piastri, uh, but on top of that, Lewis was probably the most affected by qualifying impeding at both Aston Martins impeded Lewis and then Lewis impeded Yuki. And then Yuki impeded Lewis. (laughs) So there was a lot of impeding going on during qualifying. Um, And I thought that was. Yeah, but no penalties. No penalties. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, for sure, they're going to have grid penalties. And they did not. So interesting. When I saw the replays, it didn't look really bad. Like, you know, there's some where you can totally tell like, oh, no, they they have to give a penalty for that. You know, they definitely got in the way. It was like just probably enough where they were like, no. Let's just not give any penalties or something. But yeah. I saw um, Mercedes and, and Lewis, they were saying that 
it really affected them. So I don't know, well, you he, know. He really didn't do well in qualifying. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know if that had to do with You know, I feel like not, Mercedes has really kind of been missing subpar. it on, yeah, on, and for qualifying. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes during the races with some of the decisions that they're making, but qualifying for sure, because Russell has had some not so good qualifyings. And it's more, I think, on the decisions that the team is making. So like right. when they're letting them out or, you know, I don't know, other decisions like tire choices or something. I think but, Russell, well, Russell was third, but mm -hmm. I agree. Like yeah, like previous, in previous races. So, yeah. and now Lewis. Yeah. So awful, awful for Lewis. He was 13th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we were also surprised by the performance Ocon had as well. I don't know what the deal was with him all weekend, but, yeah. but he was 17th in qualifying. And then Lawson, Liam Lawson was dead last 20th. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. But yeah, we have to give him a break, right? Because it's his first time driving the car. And question though for you, do you feel like Alpha Tauri made the right decision or the wrong decision not asking Nick DeVries to come in just for this race? <laughs> Because he, it was last minute. Mm -hmm. He knew the car. He knew how to drive it, even though obviously yeah, he suffered <laughs> a lot. But did you think, like, not knowing the results of the race, mm -hmm. like before the race even happened, do you feel like maybe they went for Liam because of like a pride issue? Like no. they didn't want to go back to Nick? I mean, or... can they even go back to Nick? Yeah. He's they still can. under contract. Oh, with them. okay. I thought mm -hmm. he was just out completely. No, they could have asked him to come back, mm -hmm. but they decided um, to go with Liam. And I think their reasoning was because Liam, they wanted to get him behind the car as quickly as possible so he could get a feel for the car for Monza. Okay. Yeah. I would say they made the right decision. Mm -hmm. um, stick with the decision that you made of not being happy with, with Nick. And Move so on. going back with him would be kind of like, well... Yeah. Why'd you get rid of him? And, you know, if you're having to choose between these two drivers, you're choosing him. So then right. that means he wasn't that terrible. Sure. Or you had to drop him like that mid season. So I think they going the right with decision. Liam. Yeah. yeah. Same. And, it, I think, and I think it showed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, last in qualifying, we had a, a last little note about, you know, Charles Leclerc, mm -hmm. Charles Lecher. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Charles. Yeah. Going Ugh. into the wall. It was not his weekend. Yeah. And Ferrari, I think they weren't really expecting to do too much. Um, but I feel like once again, you know, we aren't expecting too too much from them. But if they didn't have like this mistake, you know, crashing into the wall. I mean, we had Carlos finishing sixth, So I think they could have maybe done like a fifth and sixth or something, which isn't too bad um, starting the race. But yeah. That that going into the wall, yeah. <laughs> Q3 just kind of pushed him down all the way, and then so Logan also crashed in Q3. Yes, so both of them didn't really. They kind of got pushed. I think they maybe set like one time and then just got pushed down. The rest of the everyone was so that. happy for Logan. I know, <laughs> and we were just talking about it, like something about Logan, and I think on the on the broadcast too. And then the next shot was him. Mm. Oh my god. Oh no. So I have another question for you. You know, they've been talking about Perez. He really needs to like step up his qualifying game. Yeah. Do you feel like this week in qualifying he was stepping it up or do you feel like No. Yeah. No, he finished or he qualified seventh, which I mean 
Uh, what else are you going to say? You know, like, I, you, you have shouldn't the second have... best car. Why yeah. are you seventh? And, I mean, you got beat by Williams, um, Aston Martin, yeah. Ferrari, like, <laughs> Mercedes, you know. Even McLaren. Yeah. McLaren, Mercedes, Williams, Aston, and Ferrari. You're yeah. being beat by five other teams for seventh. Mm-hmm. Mm. So just because you made it into Q3, mm-hmm. you still need to be performing better than seventh. Yeah. I think so. I don't think he's really stepped up his game like like he should be. But just so you know, Norris <laughs> got second. And remember, we were talking about our predictions mm-hmm. last week. And I was like, I feel like Norris is going to be top three. <laughs> and so I went into race day on a high. I was like, for mm-hmm. sure, like Lando is going to be like second or third. Yeah. And then I'm going to have bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I was super happy for McLaren, you know, second and eighth. Great, great result from them. And yeah, it was a good qualifying. I thought so. Yeah. Very good. And even at the end, it was kind of exciting once they were all crossing the line to see how how it ended up. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's an exciting qualifying. Yeah, for sure. You want to get to the grid walk? Yes. There wasn't one, people. Okay, there wasn't? Did I missed it. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, I turned it on right before they started the national anthem. Okay. It was not a grid walk. Um, I don't know, Martin, where were oh, you? Oh, yeah. He, he was gone. Not sure where you are, <laughs> but please come back. And so they had other presenters, mm-hmm. you know, obviously walking through. And Steve Carell was there. Love Steve Carell. <laughs> I mean, where are my office fans at? You, you know, I've never seen that. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm dying. I like, the office. But I've seen all the memes, so I know the memes. So good. I just like, haven't watched it. It was like my favorite movie and my favorite show um, <laughs> back at, like I had just graduated college and I was like such a, such an office fan because mm-hmm. it reminded me so much of like, you know, funny things that happened in my office as well. But anyway, so Steve Carell, Adrian Newey, they did like a little interview with him, but the, uh, the, the people who stole the show were the DJ mm-hmm. and the Disney princess violinists <laughs> behind him. It was such a weird juxtaposition. There's mm-hmm. like these beautiful, like elegant looking princess dressed like violinist. <laughs> and they're all so cute and pretty. And then there's this DJ who's like, you know, and sing everywhere. Yeah. And, <laughs> And these girls with their violins, they're like breaking it down. I was like, okay, calm down. This is so weird. (laughs) Um, And then if you saw like in between them, there were these two old men that were like dancing in between them. They had little tuxes on. That part. I mean, I thought Monza threw a party, but even the marshals, it was crazy. Like everybody just looked so happy. They were having such a good time, so much fun. Like the dancing, even in the rain, I'm like, man, did that make you want to go? I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Top of the list. (laughs) Yeah. But I looked up, um, what the deal was with like the dresses and the violin and stuff. Uh So it's this guy, his name's Andre Rue and the Johann Strauss orchestra. Right. so apparently he's like the best-selling violinist in like ever and so he has this orchestra and it's a pops orchestra and they're known for performing classical and pop music while joking and having fun okay okay okay, and so the dresses come in because he said when he was little he would watch the orchestras and everybody was in black and it was like all serious Mm -hmm. and boring and so he said well whenever I have money 
you know, and I can have my own orchestra. I'm going to have everybody like wear color oh. and have fun and all that stuff. So I love that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I take yeah. back my weird comment. Yeah. Cause uh, when I turned it on and I saw the national, I'm like, why are they wearing? I wish all they did an things? intro. Like, there for has like to be who, a reason for that. I wish they did an intro for like who these people are. Yeah. So we had a better understanding <laughs> other than just seeing weird people dressed in Disney princess yeah. costumes. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. And the marshals, like even the marshals had synchronized dancing and yeah. stuff. I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is so fun. It looked like a lot of fun. Except the rain. I just but they were still having fun. I know, but I still, it's not <laughs> And jam. cold. Yeah. Well, no. for, I think it's cold, rain like 60 and... degrees. That's cold. That's cold. <laughs> it's 105 here. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. So that was all I had for gridwalk, the really. Gridwalk. Yeah. And maybe next week we'll get back to some some good grid walks with Martin. (laughs) Can't wait for Italy. Okay, so the race. Yeah. (laughs) So while they were setting up for the formation up, so they all started on like slicks. Yeah, softs, (laughs) except for Lewis, which was on mediums, which that's we'll get into that later also. But while they were starting the formation lab, like pretty much while they were getting on their grid box, it started raining. Yeah. So, and they knew that it was going to start raining. They, I think they just thought maybe like a few laps later, like they were going to have some time. But once it started and once they Literally, came around that like last turn, as soon as that, it was, yeah, it was pouring. Yeah. So I was like, we, how did they not <laughs> see this coming? Mm-hmm. Nobody did. Yeah. And I mean, they saw right before they started, so they should have. I don't know how long it takes to, you know, get all the tires and all that ready, but so yeah, the race so, starts and you think everybody's going to come in for yeah. enters. You think everybody's going to, yeah. everyone's coming on But in. they nope. did say that the pit lane was a lot smaller. It couldn't really fit all of the cars in there. So it was going to get really crazy. So that's why I think some of them made the decision to go in like first right and then wait till the second lap. And then some not even at all, which, <laughs> So we had Lord, a couple. Go, yeah, <laughs> we had a couple go go in. Perez was the first one, or one of the first ones, because yeah. he was in the back. So which was the right decision? Yeah. So him and Charles, and I think oh even God. Yuki. Do we have to talk? About yeah. <laughs> and we all saw Ferrari was not ready. Girl. Yeah. What was <laughs> happening? I was so angry watching this, and then seeing pictures on Instagram oh my gosh, after the joke. race where they literally had the wheel guns ready and no tires. Yeah. What? What? What on earth? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, I mean, you would think they would have known having rain coming down before they even get started. But um, apparently Charles made the call that he was going to pit while he was driving into the pit. Mm-hmm. So he had already crossed the line. So even though the team told him no, like he went in anyways because he, he couldn't back out of it now. Mm-hmm. So obviously they weren't ready, which I mean... Red Bull was ready still like, you the, know, um, but yeah, they weren't ready. And also, uh, Alpha Tauri wasn't ready. I don't know if you saw Yuki, he had mm-hmm. to wait he to get waiting. his tires and stuff, but in the but end, they didn't I'm, even change the front wing either. He had front yeah, wing damage already too. at that point point. Mm-hmm. and they didn't change his front wing, but they probably figured, well, he's going to come, have to come back in again. And in, instead of like wasting more time on this, 
like or like, maybe they didn't like realize how bad it was i don't know yeah well, there was like a piece apparently that went under the car that yeah and then ruined the floor major floor mm-hmm. damage yeah yeah and i think if it wasn't <clears> for that like maybe that pit stop wouldn't have been as bad in the end because right. he still would have um like made up the places because mm-hmm. once everybody got on the inters i mean they were like flying so compared to other ones so i yeah. think the damage is really what got him in the end instead of that pit stop but yeah yeah and then you know we had others come in lap two and then the ones that didn't go in i mean they yeah were who didn't just, go in again i think so it was, uh, lewis, lewis both mercedes george um lando oh my gosh yeah when they asked him we're gonna say do you think you can do it he's like yeah yeah i'm like do you remember what, what happened yeah. last time <laughs> did we not learn anything <laughs> yeah this was like oh yeah, yeah. and that was a, a big mistake mm. a bad call on on the ones that stayed out because i mean they were just like crawling and and everyone on inters was like flying yeah, past like them. max was gaining like three to four seconds yeah on, every on everybody lap. so yeah crazy. and i mean even like everybody else that changed because perez also when he went out so yeah. it was just just a bad call from uh, those that didn't that didn't go in I think we were all surprised, though, by how Albon kind of stuck, stuck with it throughout mm-hmm. the whole race, just kind of trying to notch back up where he was, even yeah. though he was in third and then he lost out. Like, he's really just trying to, you know, get his way back up in the top 10. And so that I was impressed by by Albon's race for sure. Yeah. So after we had the rain, that first pl- plot of rain around lap 16, Logan crashed. Mm-hmm so sad i know <laughs> i was really excited for him but i know i thought it was going to be the weekend that he got points yeah could have happened and then he caused a safety car mm-hmm. and he also had a charles lachair moment did oh, you yeah. see that yeah he was out there forever Juan <laughs> was like was so what? where is he like what is he doing it literally looked like he was on a beach chair so i know I was like, did he take a flight to back to home <laughs> <to> florida <laughs> Um, he was there a while, yeah. Poor yeah, I guess like they must not have easy access back to the the paddock because on for qualifying when Charles crashed, he was out there too. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a video of him just hanging out by the fence, watching everybody yeah. celebrate their <laughs> full position and all that, and he's just hanging out there. So yeah, at least they have chairs for them. Can't can't imagine that it could have been easy to get back if he was having to sit there for that long. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so then. It started raining. Like, everything was kind of fine, right? Nothing really going on. And then mm-hmm. lap 63, we get the well, rain again. It started to dry. The tracks yeah. started to dry. Then it started to rain again. Mm-hmm. And what happened then? Everyone so, gets back on the inters. Yeah, everyone starts to get back on inters. And then uh, Joe hit the went into the barrier. Perez also hit the barrier. Oh, yeah. he um, Like, I think it was like the lap before Joe, he hit the barrier. And so he got out, mm-hmm. but then Joe hit and Joe was done. Yeah, he was out. And but then Perez was stuck in the pit lane. Yeah. And when Joe went off, uh, Lewis also like at that same spot kind of went off and mm, he avoided him. Yeah, he okay. avoided him. And I mean, they had to red flag it there because yeah, like. It, a car could, could have, ju- yeah, and a car planning. could just right there and like slam into Joe's car. So while we're on that topic, what is the point of wets? I mean, literally, like you're yeah. on enters, 
you switch to wets, you're on wets for what, a lab or two, you're aquaplaning, and then they have to call the race or they have to red flag the race. Yeah. Well, Joe wasn't on wets. Yeah, I know, but so, it's, he was aquaplaning into yeah. the wall. So, so it's he should, they should have put, I don't know why they didn't go on weds to begin with. They mm-hmm. knew that it was going to be heavy rain. They kept saying it's going to be heavy, heavy. Mm. Like the first thing, the first tire they should have put on was the weds. Right. And I think that's what caused the problem. Because if it, if it would have been weds and Joe didn't have that crash, he mm. could have, like they could have kept going, I think, a yeah. little bit. But as soon as he hit the wall, they had to stop it. And they just don't want to, they don't want to race on that wet of a track anymore these days. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, as soon as you get any sort of aquaplaning or water, too much water on the track, they, they call the red flag and, you know, stall the race out. So it's like, what's even the point at that? I think a lot of people were like, man, like this is like, what's the point of having wets whenever you don't even race on it? It's like you race two laps and then. The race gets, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I saw um, Pirelli was saying that like they realize that there's like a mistake or not a mistake, but there's they they're not working as they should the mm-hmm. wets. And that's why they did a couple weeks ago after Silverstone. They tried to do the the tire test with these guards over the back of the tires. Yeah, because the I guess the wets, they just spray out way too, too much. much. So even though it's c- trying to clean out the track, but now it creates even more of the spray. Right. Where they can't see. So they have to come up with a way to kind of fix that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I guess it, before it wasn't that bad, but now with the cars the way they are, it changed mm. the way it sprays out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would have been nice to see them going on on the on the wets to see how it really performed. But yeah, we didn't get to see. <laughs> yeah. So Perez. Um, so he had actually hit the wall and then he got stuck, you know, behind the red light in the pit lane. I think a lot of people were wondering before they red flagged the race, mm-hmm. like was he going to get stuck there and lose his position? Yeah. Cause I think at the time, what was he like seventh, mm-hmm. seventh at, at the time that yeah. they called it. So they were like, okay, is he going to be in seventh now? But then they ended up pushing him back up to what? Third. Third. Alonso. Yeah. So then after that, they had the rolling start mm-hmm. and <clears throat> You know, bringing all the cars kind of back together. We had Max, Alonzo, Perez. And I was thinking, it's probably it. It's probably it. That's going to be how they end the race. (laughs) You know, it'll be either like, you know, Max, Perez, Alonzo, or Max, Alonzo, Perez was, I thought, how how the race was going to end. But uh, yeah. You weren't nervous. You didn't think anything else was going to happen. Honestly, I just had so much faith in them to be to make it through. I was like, oh these guys That's these good. these guys are gonna be fine. But they didn't. So well at least Perez did it because yeah. he ended up getting a five second penalty towards yeah. the end of the race. Which put our man Pierre <laughs> Pierre Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You guys like Pierre such a it's such a refreshing thing to see someone who hasn't gotten a podium get a podium the amount of like excessive celebration and like happiness coming from him on the team radio was so amazing Uh, before pierre though uh george russell he was out due to a puncture i think with lando what was it lando that punctured his tire so that was unfortunate lando was kind of coming in contact with a couple different different drivers it seems i don't know whose fault it was or you know if it was just like 
a little racing incident with Ava every incident. time. But I feel like every time that someone bumped into each other, it mm. was Lando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least with, with Charles and George. and Yes. Yes. And then we had a good fight towards the end with Carlos and Lewis mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I was kind of curious if Lewis is going to end up passing Carlos. Yeah. Which he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Mercedes was able to kind of like redeem themselves after the... I think the bad calls in the beginning and and with qualifying. So um, if it wasn't for that, I think, you know, George would have been mm-hmm. right behind Lewis as well. Yeah. So, so we had uh, one Aston Martin finish in the top 10. We had one Alpine finish in the top 10. We had one Ferrari finish in the top 10. One Mercedes mm-hmm. finish in the top 10. And then... And then a Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one Williams. Exactly. And both McLarens. (laughs) Points in the points. Very, very good drive for Oscar. I was very impressed. I just feel like week after week, he's just impressing me more and more Mm -hmm. with his just very chilled out attitude. and, um, And he's able to keep up with Norris, his teammate, which is just so impressive to me. I'm, I'm really, I'm here for all the Oscar Piastri fans. <laughs> <laughs> and then Esteban, um, Esteban Ocon wrapped it up with 10th place. I felt like his race was a bit lackluster, especially in the beginning when they mm-hmm. put him on the wets and that wasn't working for him. Yeah. And I honestly didn't think that he was going to finish in the points, but he was able to pull it out. So good for Esty Bestie fans <laughs> out there. And then Liam... Little old Liam Lawson. All you had to do was just stay in the race. Yeah. And then you're going to, you know, perform well. So and I, he beat his teammate. He beat his teammate. He beat one, two, three, four other drivers that actually were in the race. And obviously the uh, the three that DNF'd. But he, he ended up in 13th place. Lynette, <laughs> what's going on? I'm so happy. I'm so happy for him. This is so cool. Yeah, it's good to see when someone like that, like a rookie with not a lot of experience that weekend, you know, he hasn't had the practice and he comes in and and in those conditions. Yeah, that's that's a really good job. Yeah. Do you think he deserves a F1 seat um, in the I near mean, future? In the near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? We just have to see how he keeps doing in these maybe mm-hmm. one to two races that he has i think he's gonna have to really really like show us what he can do show the team what he can do yeah um but yeah who did you put as your podium for when we were with brad max the pod? yeah but oh, uh the else? other two. Oh, i said Perez lando yeah max lando. so so all of us were we wrong. were all off yeah <laughs> doesn't surprise me with the the strange weather elements yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, anytime it rains, it kind of, it's going to mix things up. So. But we had Max. You want to light it up for Max? I know we haven't. Should we do and blue or orange? Let's do blue. <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, maybe we should just do orange, but orange is also McLaren. So oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we'll do blue. Let's do blue. Go Max. Nine consecutive wins beating or Time. equaling Sebastian Vettel yeah. and... Alberto Ascari. And how many do you think he could get? 
obviously all of them but i mean do we think he's gonna <laughs> well, really like, i said this remember record? uh a couple episodes again you asked me if he can win every race this season or mm-hmm. if fred will can win every race this season i feel like i have to stick with that he can yes he's gonna do it but i and don't then know i'm the one oh that gosh. has to be like no <laughs> <laughs> i think he's gonna beat the record at this next race mm-hmm. in monza yeah i mean after seeing his performance this weekend it's incredible. I kind of feel He's like incredible. he can do it. <sighs> Sucks for every other <laughs> fan out there of any other driver. I know, but I mean, but you, you know, you're getting to watch records being broken history. And, this is history. and all of that. So this will be in the books one day, you guys. It's not that boring. This is yeah. record breaking stuff. <laughs> so, and I mean, okay, Max is winning, but we have every all this other action going on in yeah, the back. I was going to say, okay, driver standings as of now. Sergio is at 200. Fernando Alonso is the closest third at 168. So he is 33 points behind Sergio. What do you think is going to happen there? I don't know. This weekend, like we said, I mean, he had a bad qualifying, I think. Yeah. Qualifying seven. He missed and then out on he the podium. Made, yeah, he made that mistake. Like speeding in the pit lane should be just no like what are you doing you know that should be (laughs) something that you just don't do um and he lost a podium for that so and lewis hamilton sneaking up behind fernando for mm -hmm. fourth i don't think anybody saw that coming just with how (laughs) they started you know at the beginning of the season just being so horrible uh, but that's the thing with mercedes like they're always pretty consistent whether you know they're sixth fifth seventh whatever but they're getting those points every weekend Mm. when you have others that are either not finishing the race not you know something's Mm -hmm. going on where they don't get any points and they just kind of always just stay there and yeah with the reliability of the car and you know yeah for sure um so that's i guess that's is that all we have for the race i think so you want to give me your driver of the day my driver of the day was Fernando. Okay. <laughs> Which he did get driver of the day. Yes. Um, my driver of the day is Albon. Albon, yeah. Yeah, he did, he I was very really impressed good. with him. And he gets, I feel like he gets my driver of the day quite often. <laughs> the past few times. And then we asked you guys who your driver of the day is. Let me look this up. I think you guys said Albon and... Oh, where am I? Let's see. Archive. I know. Archive. When I see the the replies from people, I'm like, well, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But I had it set. I already knew during the race. I was like, he's my driver of the day. I'm not going to change it because every week I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, You guys had Alonzo got 21 votes and Albon got 23 votes and Pierre got 17 votes. Oh, I think I did. I did say Pierre was my driver of the day. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Pierre was my driver of the yeah. day. He had he gained the most no, he's had podium before. This season? This oh no, not this season. Just this season. Yeah. yeah. This season. I think it's twenty twenty one was his last mm-hmm. podium. Yeah. So it's been two years. Like I'm here for him. Yeah. Getting a podium. So and he kind of snuck, snuck up there, I feel like. He did. I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't notice, but I feel like they weren't talking much about him or showing him and a lot. And then all of a sudden He's there. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> After, after, yeah, after the, <laughs> the red flag, he just kind of popped up there. 
Crazy. I'm so happy for him. So he was my driver of the day. He got the least amount of votes from you guys, but I'm sticking Mm -hmm. with mine. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe because, you know, he kind of just showed up at the end. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. And then um, I guess. Oh, biggest loser. Loser. So I have two losers and I'm going to go with George and Charles. Mm. Because if they wouldn't have had like the puncture or Mm. the damage, I think they both could have at least been up there um like you know carlos finished fifth i think charles could have probably also been maybe fourth right and uh george also up there with lewis sixth. so i think they all they both could have been in that area and then maybe i don't know what happened maybe you know gasly wouldn't have been able to sneak up there um with all of that happening so i'm gonna go with both of them being losers because i think they had a chance to at least yeah the top seven yeah I feel like I say this every week. <laughs> Logan. Logan. Yeah, see, that's why loser. I didn't pick. Because he had such an opportunity mm-hmm. this week. It's like, just make it through the race. I know it was hard, you know, with all of the weather and everything being so weird. But you had a chance. This was your chance. Yeah. They did mention that it could have been something with the car. So not necessarily a mistake that he made. Um Something like yeah. when he went to turn, the I car just didn't turn at all. Sake. Like it was some kind of malfunction that he wasn't able yeah. to turn the car. But Well, for his yeah. own sake and for his contract's sake, I hope it was the car. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we need to look more into that. But I know that was mentioned. So Yeah. Um, so that's all we have for the race. And then let's cover, we really don't have that much news mm-hmm. other than Haas. Yes, Haas. Okay, yes, we were, I was wrong. <laughs> we were both wrong. But <laughs> I wrong. Uh, when I thought, I'm like, it, it makes sense. You know, yeah. um, we were just saying like, okay. If anybody's going to Mag- go, it's yeah, Magnuson. It's, it's going to be Magnuson. Um, but it makes sense. I was thinking like, you know, they're just kind of going to play culture. it safe. Like who, I don't think there's anything else that they can get out of that car, really. So I was so, I was thinking about this after I heard that they signed they had re-signed with Haas. I was like, okay, why like why would they want to keep them both? Mm-hmm. And I think I figured it out. It's because they're both pretty consistent. They both know, I feel like they know how to extract the most mm-hmm. out of the car. Yeah. They're the most familiar with the car. And at the end of the day, Haas's problem is Haas's car. Yes. Not Haas's not drivers. The drivers. <laughs> so I think for Haas to keep them is a smart decision because with any improvements they make on the car, they're really going to be able to see how effective they mm-hmm. are based off of the fact that they yeah. are confident in the drivers that they have. Instead of wondering, well, we made these improvements, but right. something's not working. Is it the driver now or what? what is it? So, right. and I, yeah, and I um, looked into that and Gunther said, um, I think we have got. I think we've got the best driver pairing we can get at the moment with our financials and the effect and the effectiveness of the car. And he doesn't want to have rookies, and he prefers the experienced drivers, just to be safe and and know and work on the focus on the cars versus having to now focus on your driver as well. Yeah. So, it, so yeah, makes it makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Gunter's mo to like you know value the experience over the you know younger yeah skilled drivers and that's good that way they yeah. can just focus on that true i agree okay so Ooh. that's that <laughs> so next we have our pit crew yay okay 
So we asked you guys if you had any questions for us. We got a few. We got a few. Mm -hmm. I like when we get questions. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for writing in. We always love hearing your questions. And from here on out, I think we should just do like questions or thoughts on the race. Like doesn't even have to be a question. So if you guys just have like your thoughts that you want expressed on the podcast, just put them in that little question box. So where does it rain more, Zanvoort or London? And this is from <laughs> Lindsay Johnson. Thank you so much for writing in, Lindsay. Where does it rain more? So I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> where do you think it rains more? London. Okay. It's Zanvoort. Oh. <laughs> so it I said, yeah. So I Googled it and it says they don't really have a dry season. And London, London gets about 10 to 15 rain days a month and they get on average of 200 dry days per year and in the netherlands they get over 200 wet days i wonder how that affects the overall happiness level of (laughs) people who live in zanvoort yeah what do you think i feel like i'd be like depressed all the time if it was raining i like the rain every once in a while you know like just a nice good hard rainfall Mm -hmm. but i need sunshine and 100 percent 100 percent and Lindsay and I were chatting offline and she was like, I just really, she's like, I feel like I should do my own like F1 page because my friends always come to me for questions. She's like, I was trying to think of a interesting one to ask you guys. I was like, I love that. Yeah. So Lindsay, start your own F1 page. Here is your sign. Start it and tell us what it is so we can follow you yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> and we're here for all of the new, new F1 People trying to just Mm -hmm. make it in their own little F1 world, businesses, whatever. So yeah, make your own page and just do it. That's what we did. Yeah. January 2023, we were like, all right, we're doing it. (laughs) And here we are. So, okay. um, Kelly Reds asked, how can I get tickets to Vegas? Just lost the ones I had. How did you lose those? Don't have bags of money. Yeah, girl, neither do we. (laughs) Come Come to Austin. Yeah. Come to Austin. That's the solution. You don't need bags of money for Austin, and you're going to get to see the whole race. The whole Um, race for $300. (laughs) Not just on a screen and paying $500. So I did look this up because I was curious how much they're going going for for right now on StubHub. We have, and who knows even like if you can see from these, standing room only zone, $13.32 each for the three-day ticket. $1,300? $1,300. $1,300. For a three-day ticket, standing room only. Austin is $300, Mm -hmm. standing room only. Like $400 max. Max. Mm -hmm. For standing room. General admission. And it's really nice because you're not limited to a specific general admission area. Right. Because you can just walk around the track like nothing. So you can just go and walk around and sit wherever you want. Wherever you want. Wherever mm-hmm. you can see see a part of the track, you can just stand there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I know, Austin's guys. the way to go. I'm so sorry. These Vegas <laughs> tickets are so outrageous. Maybe maybe one day they'll get the memo, and but they probably won't. Another option would be just get your hotel room <laughs> and walk around and just feel the atmosphere of like an F1 weekend. It's probably going to be really expensive. You know, you buy your flight, you buy your hotel, 
you're having to pay for like meals and stuff, but at least you're not paying like the $1,300 for the three <laughs> days. Like just walk around and enjoy the weekend. I'm sure they'll be. Yeah. If you really want to go to Vegas. You're just like, going to have FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Never mind. <laughs> I would be so mad if I flew all the way to Vegas and couldn't watch the race. Bad idea, Allison. Okay. Last question. Do you think Danny... Oh, this is from Stephanie Hansen. She's always writing us questions. Girl, thank you so much. We love you. <laughs> to Dan, uh, Do you think Danny Rick should worry considering Liam got 13th? Uh, I don't think so yet. But whenever he does come back, I think he needs to come back and like 100% no more or like no mistakes, no nothing. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. He's got a lot of pressure on him right now. I think he, everything was kind of smooth sailing up until this weekend. And then when that happens, it's like he's already taken a confidence hit prior, the prior Mm. year with. He did what, two races? Mm-hmm. And then now this, so mm-hmm. yeah. So he was just sort of getting into his groove, and then now you're four races in, you're not able to like race, and then you come in after that. It's like yeah, and you, you have to get back into that groove, make and sure you're healthy. Break on yeah, top of it. you haven't been in the car for a while again. So yeah, he needs to come back in, just a hundred percent focused. I hope for my sanity and for everyone else's sanity, <laughs> who is Danny, who is a Danny Rick fan, that that he doesn't have to worry. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I think it just depends on like the next three races for Liam. Mm-hmm. Is he going to perform? Outperform Yuki? Is he going to? Yeah. If he outperforms Yuki, I mean Daniel has to. Whenever he does come back, he has to. Mm-hmm. you know beat yuki also i think the pressure's on if he doesn't do mm-hmm. if, if if liam does well the pressure's on if liam is sort of trailing in the back behind yuki i think he'll be okay we'll see <laughs> so those are our three questions thank you guys again for writing in and i hope we answered them for you well enough yeah <laughs> and then now we we're going into Monza. We're going into Monza. <laughs> so we thought we would do like a fun little section since we've been to Monza. Yes. And if you've been listening, you know that it's, it's our, our favorite, favorite race. Ta- yeah. <laughs> so we were like, let's let's talk about our favorite things. Let's give you some tips. If you're if you ever plan on going to Monza, we were like, let's just think of like all the little things that we wish we would have known before going. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's start out. Did you stay in Monza or did you stay in Milan? I stayed in Milan. Yeah. What do you suggest for people going to the race? Stay in Monza um, or stay in Milan? I think both are fine. So originally I had booked a hotel in Monza, but then we ended up staying. We were already staying in Milan. So we just mm-hmm. were like, well, let's just stay here because it's really not as far. I thought it was further. But it's like, yeah, like 30, 45 minutes, you know, depending on the traffic. And we just took a cab. So we ended up just staying in Milan. So um, I think you could do both because there's enough hotels in Monza. It's not like a little small place where you're not going to find anything. So I think if you just start booking like with enough time, you'll get some some hotel rooms there. So I would suggest staying in Milan as well. Mm -hmm. We stayed at the excuse me. Sorry, we, (laughs) 
I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, we stayed in Milan and we loved it. We stayed at the Senato Hotel, S-E-N-A-T-O mm-hmm. Hotel. If anybody wants to check it out, it was very cool, very chic, very modern. They had, I think, free breakfast in the morning. And Where was it at in Milan? You know... <laughs> Like just kind of, <laughs> we didn't stay in Milan long enough to really figure out like directionally where, but it was about a forty-five minute drive. Okay, um, we stayed in like in like the center, very close to the train station, I believe. Okay, so anyway, great spot. And while we were there, we went to a restaurant called what are we? What, oh, the Roof, the Roof Milan go there. That place is so legit. They have um, a rooftop bar that you can have happy hour at and look out, you know, look out onto like the city. Mm -hmm. It's the best views. Such good views. Yeah. So we had a happy hour there and then we went to dinner. I don't remember where we went to dinner. It was, we couldn't find reservations at a lot of places. So our hotel suggested a place mm-hmm. and we just went there and had pasta and Montepulciano and just drank <laughs> all, all the, the good wine. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So definitely stay in Milan. I think mm-hmm. there's more food options. Yeah. You took a taxi. Yeah. We rented a car and paid for parking. Oh, okay. And the parking was great. Like no oh, issues. Oh, really? That's good. No issues driving in, no issues with the parking. We, we ended up, um, Honestly, if we went back, I would like to stay in Monza just because it's so such like a cute little mm-hmm. little town. Yeah. Lots of gardens, lots of parks, you know, lots of cute little houses. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of big, big houses. There. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So where I stayed out, we stayed out right like in the center where the Duomo is and the Galleria is. Mm-hmm. And at the Galleria, they had um, a Ferrari, like the car oh. out there. Ugh, um yeah beautiful. so <laughs> they had it set up there yeah. which was nice and then obviously like you have the ferrari store there um so they have a lot of things going on like f1 related mm. if you go to the gallery in the duomo area and the yeah, day the before like there. the day that we were arriving they were doing yeah. this huge thing for ferrari they had the drivers there there was this huge crowd like it was just excuse, but we missed it <laughs> yeah but um but it's still cool like you get to see all of the other things that they have out there, you know, like the cars and just other right. you know, pictures and things like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's but good, good I'm sure. Spot. Yeah. Um, so as far as food at the rate, well, okay, let's go with parking. So parking, mm-hmm. it's fine guys, just get a parking pass. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a That's deal. That's interesting. Cause I was wondering about that since we took a cab there and they just dropped us off like mm-hmm. right at the entrance of the park, but I didn't really see any signs for parking or like parking lots, like yeah. how we have in Austin. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering how the parking situation was. Yeah. The parking was great. It was super easy. Uh, we parked and then just walked. The walk is always going to be long, mm-hmm. but this walk is extra long. Like it's <laughs> a long walk. So just be prepared, like wear sneakers, wear comfortable shoes. The weather around this time is perfect. Yeah. You can wear anything you want. Don't worry about sweating. Don't worry about being cold. You're, you're good. Just whatever you wear. It's yeah, great. It's Jeans, nice. skirt, whatever you want to wear. Okay. So let's talk about the air tag. I really wanted to bring this up because it's it'll save you just buy an air tag because when we flew internationally if you're flying internationally most likely you're going to connect through frankfurt or munich 
And those two airports have been having a lot of issues with losing bags or just not making the connecting flight. So we missed our flight. We almost missed our flight. We had 15 minutes to connect, literally 15 minutes. We were running through the airport, like home alone. And I knew my bag wasn't going to make it. So we make it back to the hotel. Like we make it to Milan, basically. And we were like, well, do we wait for my bag for three hours or do we go to the hotel and just hope that we can see it as it comes? Because no one was answering our calls at the airport. Nobody wanted to help us, you know, figure out when my bag was going to make it. So we go to the hotel and I'm checking my air tag like every 15 minutes. And as my bag starts to move, I can see it like moving with the airplane over the mountains, the Dolomites, whatever, right there. And I know when it's coming from Munich to Milan. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, okay, the bag is on the plane. It's heading to Milan airport. We got to drive back. So we drove back to get it. No one told me me that my my bag was going to be on that flight. We were just assuming. And we get there and still couldn't find where the bag, where the bag, baggage claim was because all of our bags were, were there. My husband's too. And so we get there and I'm zooming in on the air tag, like, okay, where is it exactly? Literally to the point we knew where my bag was because we followed it. It showed us where baggage claim was. It showed us that my bag was like in the back room in a storage closet. I was like, no, it's showing me that it's here. And this lady was like, okay, let's go to this closet. And like, we found it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, bring the air tag. You'll thank me later. <laughs> it's a, it's a very small investment for a very big reward. If you happen to lose your bag. Yeah. That happened to Juan too. His, but his bag stayed in, we went from Newark. Mm-hmm. So his bag got left behind in Newark. Oh no. So we went back the next day and we had to wait and we were there in like that room forever. And they have all all those different closets like they have one room and then all the suitcases in the back and then yeah they're like all of a sudden they're like oh well let me go check the other closet but like hours later i'm yeah. like you had this closet all this time and, and you're you just now look? telling us like yeah <laughs> i think it would have taken us like triple the amount of time to mm-hmm. find my bag had we not had the air tag so just get it you guys yeah <laughs> so next up let's talk about the token system yeah so the token system so I didn't know about the token system when I went, but I went in 2019, so it wasn't as bad as what I hear it was in 2021. Yeah. So you get a token, you have to buy tokens and then you use that token to buy your food and drinks. So you kind of have to do two lines. But when I went, we didn't wait too long. Like it was just kind of like your typical wait time for an event like this. And then you go and you get your drinks and stuff or your Mm -hmm. food. And it it really wasn't that bad. But I remember hearing last year people were like, they were mad. So bad. They, were, they were upset. Yeah. So I heard about it from a follower who sent me a Reddit article that had been complaining really badly about like the token system that they had to wait hours and hours and you can only use cash to buy the tokens. So if you want to buy food and beverage, get cash beforehand, bring the cash with you. I think we bought like a hundred dollars in tokens, which honestly isn't even that much. I think that, and also you wait in the line last year, the line was like an hour and a half long it was really long so we waited for an hour and a half that was on qualifying day so if you want to buy the tickets probably buy them on third on friday on at, on practice day because i'm sure the lines probably weren't mm-hmm. as long but they do have a minimum of how many tokens you can buy 
And the reason that the line was so long is because they they were running out of tokens to sell people. So they had to go back to the vendors where you're buying your drinks and food, fill buckets up of tokens to then bring the buckets. <laughs> I swear it's like a Dave and Buster's nightmare. <laughs> Um, and then they fill the tokens into the little feeder machine that feeds the tokens to you. So that's why the lines were taking so long. So be prepared, be patient. It will happen if you want to buy alcohol, drinks, anything, food there. But also no alcohol, just beer, no wine, just beer. Yeah, that I know of. So it was just it's beer, just beer that I saw. Which is different from, you know, mm-hmm. Austin, because Austin yeah. you can buy like any sort of alcoholic beverage that you want, but Monza beer only FYI. And we saw people bringing food in their backpacks. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know this, bring food, get a sandwich from like the local deli, put it in the backpack. (laughs) Yeah. Cause when you go through the line, they'll have security and they'll check, you know, if you have a bag, they'll open it up and look through there. And then if not, you just keep going. But they're pretty good at what you can take in there, except what, like the battery packs? Speaking of security, (laughs) yeah. So the battery packs. Yeah. So we brought our battery packs for our phones, and they unfortunately don't allow them. But hide it. Yeah. So they take them away. Wear two (laughs) pairs of underwear and hide it in your underwear. Yeah, Yeah, that too. And also, um, so they, they... took it out and they're right. like well you can go put it over there and they like point at a tree and just say you I'm just like, go put it back there. Packs are gonna be over yeah. there at the end of the race and everybody had all of their stuff like there was people there was things that were left there like bags and yeah. all this other stuff and when we're leaving it was all there people were going to pick Everything up their stuff there. so <laughs> like the italians are the best people in the world yeah like so like honest so take the chance if it's not there then okay but most likely it'll be there it'll be like 90 percent positive it'll be there on that table that you left it so if you bring it and it gets caught they'll just put it on the table and you just get it whenever you leave so that and then the other note i had was bring this is just like a fun thing but you know there's there's a huge park there Mm -hmm. like as you're walking in so my husband and I, we went to our hotel or our hotel um, bar. We asked them for a bottle of Prosecco. And excuse me. <laughs> I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, <laughs> I know it twice already. Um, okay. So I got a, a, a bottle of Prosecco from the bar. We brought it with us. Mm-hmm. And we sat in the park and drank it before we walked in. It was so nice. I don't know if it was legal, but we did it. <laughs> We popped open the champagne, had two little cups. It's Prosecco. Prosecco. It has to be. It has to be legal. Yeah, exactly. So we had um, a whole bottle of Prosecco before we walked in on race day. With your 100 tokens for beer. With my 100 tokens (laughs) for beer. But also they did run out of food. That was another thing I was going to say. They ran out of food. So if you're going to get your food, get it early because they run out of food. I I didn't eat. Like now I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't remember eating. I didn't eat, yeah. but I did have like a couple of drinks. I know about the token system. A couple but. drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last question, where should people sit? <laughs> okay. I think, well, it, it depends, but I for Spend sure. Spend the money, yeah. do the main grandstand. <laughs> the main grandstand right in front of the podium. That's going to be the best, the best spot. So we paid, I believe, six hundred a ticket oh, wow. for hours. Did you go all three grandstand. days? No, I think we only went two days. We went quality and race okay. day. So we paid six hundred dollars, I believe, 
for our tickets and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. I mean, it is expensive, but like for an international race yeah, with so much history and tradition to be only $600 for two days of the race, like yeah. each, that's good. So yeah. If you're in the main grandstand, you're under yeah, the main the grandstand. So I also did qualifying and the race. So for qualifying, I sat right at the Parabolica where it starts. And that's a really cool spot, too, because they go, I mean, like the fastest right there. And then they have that turn. Um, so that was really cool for Saturday for qualifying, especially because they're going fast. And then um, in front of the podium, like you don't really get like a big screen or anything. It's kind of hard. It's off to the side. So it's kind of hard to kind of see what's going I on like i could see really good but really yeah oh, okay maybe they added maybe they one. switched yeah. the direction yeah but for the ending and the whole podium celebration i think it's worth it for sure to sit there 100 percent. you're under the the ferrari flag they've got these huge ferrari flags that go over you and you help to like kind of fluff them mm-hmm. around and and then at the end of the race everyone was like jumping the fence they were going to the podium yeah. like it was insane wild yeah how co- why do you why is Monza your favorite? I so I lived in Italy for like a whole summer in college and so I just have like an affinity for like Italians <laughs> like my dad's Italian so I just feel like I'm just meant to live there I want to be there I love I love Italy so for me it just feels like home and also just the culture like the vibes everything there mm-hmm. it was very relaxed and yeah, that's why I wanted to go. <laughs> I also was just really interested in going to a race where like the home team is like runs the race. Like they, yeah. literally everybody, it's like going to the Dutch GP. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> everyone's obsessed with Max. Well, in Italy, everyone's obsessed with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally different atmosphere. And that's one of the reasons why I liked it. Was we like when we were there at the main grandstand? I mean, the, it was the first time that I got to experience like the DJ mm. before the race because in Austin they never did that. They just had music playing like yeah. through the speakers, and this was like a DJ. It was so loud. Fun. Like everybody was just having a good time, and even afterwards, it was like a whole other level party. And that's why I said like, man, yeah. I thought Monza knew how to party, but the Dutch are definitely like giving them a run for their money. So they are, yeah. it's a really cool experience. I think for sure, regardless we, of who your, your team is. Cause you just yeah. get to experience like that, like passion of 100%, formula one. hundred percent. So it's definitely, you know, a, a core memory. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I, we really, really, really hope that you guys get to, uh, get to experience a race if you haven't. And if you're getting to experience Monza next week, we are jealous. Yes. So jealous. <laughs> we won't be there, but we will be in Austin. And speaking of some more local stuff, we did want to ask you guys, like if we had a watch party, <laughs> would y'all want to come? I don't know. Yeah, in Houston. We're in Houston. Yeah, we're in Houston. So we would probably have a watch party somewhere either in the Heights or like in downtown. Like central. Central. So like, would you be interested in coming and watching a race with us? Like, let's get together. Let's have fun. I feel like there's enough of y'all out there that would want to like come and hang. So so let us know what you guys think about that. Give us some feedback on this. Yes. And outside of that... We just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and for following us. And we would 
love, love, love if you could share our podcast with a friend. That would mean the world. And follow, rate, subscribe, give us five stars. We love y'all. Seriously, this is so much fun. We love being able to do this every week, but we can only do it if we have your support. So please, please, please give us some uh, some reviews. And um, any before we go, yeah. Any predictions for next week? Oh dear lord, <laughs> I want to say Ferrari so bad, but I don't know. Um, I think probably I'm gonna go like a Lando again. For top three, mm-hmm. Max, I think he's going to get, he'll, he'll be first. What about Perez? What do you think? Nope. I'm nope. going to go nope again. I'm going to say maybe signs. I just feel like Leclerc, I want him to be first for his race, but, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. I just feel like his luck has been not very good lately. So I'm going to go with signs. Okay. I'm going to go with you too. Max, a McLaren, which probably Lando, and a Ferrari. I think okay. I think a Ferrari Are will be on like the Are we like actually yeah. on the same page? I love that. So it might happen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Guys, we need to like do a seance. We're going to just <laughs> give all the good vibes to McLaren and Ferrari this next week. Let's mm-hmm. do it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all we right. will see you next Monday. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye.